Hello and welcome to Business Lines Pulse podcast that tunes into all things health and pharmaceuticals. I'm Jyoti Datta. At some point in our lives, most of us have popped a capsule, but not many of us may be aware that the world's second largest capsule maker sits right here in India, in Amchi, Mumbai, to be precise. I'm talking about the ACG group. And from art in a capsule to now liquid in a hard capsule, it's been a constant evolution for the humble capsule. As the company builds on its strengths, it has multiple other business divisions and now makes its mark in the nutraceuticals segment. But why nutraceuticals and what's so special about this new capsule? Well, let's hear it directly from ACG Managing Director Karan Singh, who has started this new venture under the Vantage brand name. So thank you, Karan, for joining us. Thank you, Jyoti. So the last time I met you was in 2019, before the world was kind of turned on its head by COVID-19. But the last two years have seen ACG sort of extract more from the capsule in a sense. So tell us more about your nutraceutical venture. So actually the whole venture into nutraceuticals and the thought process around it began about four to five years ago. A large part of our empty capsules we supplied to the nutraceutical industry globally. And what we had seen is this entire segment had been growing at a, you know, at quite a rapid pace, close to around 15 to 20% CAGR on a year-to-year basis, which um, really made the segment look extremely promising for us. In India in itself, it was the, the entire nutraceutical market was at a very nascent stage. And what we observed a few years ago is that the segment here in India in itself was growing. And I think this is led by a, a number of different factors. One is the whole, you know, the whole drive of digital India, where today everyone has access to a smartphone and uh, inevitably can, you know, surf and find themselves any products online and, and even the rise of e-commerce, making products readily available to the end consumer. Nutraceuticals have been present in India for decades, but it's, it was always very prescribed either by nutritionists or doctors. What we saw was a, a shift, you know, taking place overall in the industry. COVID, of course, accelerated the pace because health and wellness became top of mind for most consumers. And what we saw was that people, you know, started looking and wanting to take their health into their own hands. And uh, as a result, you know, nutraceuticals, I think, plays a large part or dietary supplements play, play a large part, you know, in, in ensuring that, uh, you know, you take your health seriously and, and, and you take care of your health. What we found is, and, and Jyoti, even myself, I went through uh, many challenges in my life on a personal health side of things. And I still remember the day that uh, my son was born and I, was, and I visited the hospital and my wife suggested, she said, look, you know, now we got to look after children. So you should be taking your annual health checkup. And I took my annual health checkup. And one of the things that came out in that checkup was that I had gallstones. And I remember visiting the doctor and he said, listen, he said, you know, young chap, you are a ticking time bomb. And literally these were his words. And, uh, and so I had to undergo surgery, which I did. And after that, he told me, he advised me and said, look, you're going to have to look after your health and you're going to have to see what you eat and you're going to have to, you know, change your lifestyle. And that was an inflection point for me in my life, um, going back five or six years. And, uh, and I, you know, after going through that sort of whole event and having my first child and, and we were planning for our second, that's when I sort of started taking nutraceuticals myself. 
And I realized that, you know, we live hectic lives. We're working all the time. You know, we're in the office, we're traveling, we're sitting in meetings that we almost give up our lifestyle for what we do. And, and that was the case for myself. So I wasn't eating healthy. I wasn't having a balanced diet. Sometimes I'd miss breakfast. Sometimes for lunch, I'll just grab a sandwich, eating heavy dinners, you know, and, and the way to, to, and at the end, your body needs vitamins. It needs, it needs uh, certain nutrients that my, my general lifestyle was not, wasn't in, enabling it to have. And uh, that's sort of the adoption of nutraceuticals started there. And uh, every day now I sort of take these pills and, and it's been wonders. So nutraceuticals does require discipline. You have to take it on a daily basis and it can be transformational. So I'll give you an example. One, I used to always fall sick twice in a year. Um, and usually it was around the monsoon time and usually around the winter time. So as the weather and the environment changed around us, I used to fall sick. In the last five years, I haven't fallen sick, not once. And the weather change and the patterns haven't changed. So, you know, the environment around us remains the same, but I haven't fallen sick. And I think this is a lot has to do with the fact that I take my supplements and I'm quite regimented about it. After going through my own personal experience um, and the fact that ACG plays such a large role in the nutraceutical market globally, and the fact that in India, it's, it's at such a nascent stage and not too many people know about the, the power of what nutraceuticals can provide. That's really what sort of gave rise to Vantage Nutrition. And initially, when we started Vantage, the idea was to launch a B2C brand and launch an entire range of supplements for end consumers. And, but, then, but then, you know, since we had never sort of ventured into that B2C space, one of the thoughts that we had was, look, let's, let's start working with brands first. Let's understand. Let's help them conceptualize products. Let's understand what market trends are. Let's understand the supply chain. Let's understand you know, distribution, distribution platforms. And, and that's sort of how Vantage sort of, you know, got conceptualized. Today, we're working with over 100 different brands and I can just name them. There's, you know, everyone from Wellbeing Nutrition to iThrive to Fast Enough to Plix to Oziva. All these young starter brands that are entering into the space um, we are partners with us. And that's how, you know, and, and when, when me and the team, we were looking, you know, sort of reflecting on it, we said, well, we never launched our brand, but we helped about, you know, 100 brands conceptualize products and take these products to market. And I think, you know, we, we were very happy in that space. So while we directly don't own a B2C brand, indirectly, we own a lot of these brands because right. we supply them the entire portfolio of products. So that's quite fascinating. I mean, you've given us an insight into your own life. So literally from your personal experience, all of this is born. And I think you speak for uh, many of our lifestyles from what you, the picture you just painted. So, you know, I was just reading up on your uh, on, on Vantage and now you can get pellets and oils and liquids all into a capsule. So you have curcumin from turmeric, you have flax seeds, coconut oil, all in a capsule. Fascinating as all that sounds, how difficult was it? So a lot of the technologies, we've got a, we've got a research and development center with over 200 engineers in it. And a lot of the technologies we had developed for the pharmaceutical industry. And a lot of the know-how and capabilities we had developed, again, working with customers in the pharmaceutical space. What we internally, you know, and, and this was over years, so we're talking decades of experience here we decided internally, let's repurpose this technology for the nutraceutical industry. 
you know so a lot of it was in-house uh we were doing it for pharma and and then and then we started experimenting with a lot of the natural supplements and you know natural ingredients like like you mentioned turmeric curcumin astaxanthin we're looking at i mean a, a, a number of new uh, ingredients as well for anti-aging for hair loss for better sleep you know so uh, it's 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 actually a lot of fun uh, sitting in the lab working with the guys uh, seeing what new ideas and innovations that they keep coming up with uh, and and the beauty of it all is, you know, traditionally nutraceuticals have been single ingredient based, and I think with some of the technologies that we have, we can actually combine ingredients. And by combining ingredients, you can actually amplify uh, the benefits of the ingredients. So we have a very interesting product. It's a it's a product that we that we use for weight loss, and it, it's a an extended release caffeine pellet in a cartonous oil. And when the cartonous oil gets released, the cartonous oil gets released first in the body, in the gut, and then the caffeine pellets get released. And effectively, what the cartonous oil does is, is makes, you know, creates an environment in your body that you can absorb the caffeine a lot better. And that helps you actually burn a lot more fat before a workout. So you take it before a workout, you go for your workout, and you'll actually see that you actually lose more calories through your workout. So... Um, that's just an example of how combining ingredients can actually amplify the benefits of them. That's very interesting. So uh, tell me, Karan, when you come out with these new technologies and, you know, the products promise all of these things, who does the regulation here? Do you have to go through the DCGI or is it the food regulator, the, uh, DCGI being the drug regulator, or is it the food regulator, the FSSAI? So we go through the FSSAI. The FSSAI has defined uh, RDA limits, which effectively means that's the maximum that we can apply of any single ingredient within a capsule or consumer can intake. And if we exceed those RDA limits, then we require the FDA approval. So then we have to go through the DCGI office to get the approvals for those products. But, um, but we've been quite, you know, majority of the products as we've designed them and and for the registration of them and do the regulatory check on them has all been largely through FSCI. Right. Interestingly, you have vegetarian capsules. Now, from an earlier conversation, you had said that, you know, that would push the cost of the end product up. So how did you all manage it this time? You know, when you look at, look at nutraceuticals and you look at the ingredients in itself, the ingredients actually are a large part of the overall cost. The cost of the capsule then becomes negligible when you look at the end product. Unlike pharmaceuticals, which are governed by, you know, which come under drug price control, I think there's certain restrictions towards companies changing the capsules because economically it doesn't make sense. And, and then they have to conduct all the human trials and studies and clinicals, et cetera, again. Whereas in nutraceuticals, if a company is starting out afresh, having your product in a vegetarian alternative seems to be the preferred choice. Even for the end consumer, um, it seems to be the preferred choice. So what we see is a lot of brands um, they're ready to absorb the uh, higher cost of a vegetarian capsule and, and actually launch their product directly in a veg capsule rather than formulating in a gelatin and then switching later. Right. And like your, uh, you know, your homepage says, probably it's about time that something like this happened, at least for people to have that choice. But, but, but Jyoti, you know, it's, it, consumer trends are changing. Right. Today want the choice. Right. And People are choosing to be vegan and people are choosing to, you know, be GMO free and people want clean label products. And, and it seems that uh, the whole world seems to be moving in that direction. 
you know, um, people people don't want, they want to have more natural products as part of their overall health and diet regime. Uh, and they want less chemicals in everything that they take. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. So on the pharmaceutical side, Karan, you, you know, when you all made capsules, you did not get involved with the formulation or actual developing of the product, uh, if I'm right. So with nutraceuticals, it's difficult. So you kind of more integral with the formulation. So why was that necessary? And tell us about that. So I do believe if you want to be successful at this business, you need to understand the consumer and you need to talk to brands about the consumer. You know, in pharmaceuticals, a lot of times we're dealing with R&D and we're dealing with purchase managers. In nutraceuticals, we're dealing with owners of companies because it's about their brand, what their brand stands for. It's about the philosophy and what they believe in. You know, and a lot, a lot has to do with the consumer and what the consumer wants. So for us, when we got into Nutra, I think unless we didn't have an understanding of different ingredients and the benefits of these ingredients, you know, and how we can actually combine the power of different elements and different ingredients together um, to bring about it, you know, bring about something which is absolutely unique and beneficial um, for the consumer, I think it's you can't be successful in this business. Since again, in in the in generally traditionally in capsules, we only supply the empty capsule. With Nutra, we're actually supplying complete formulation. So I think that's, you know, understanding of the formulation there, both by our formulation experts um, and also our marketing teams that play it. I mean, we do huge level of studies in understanding consumer trends. We've got our own social media chat. We do focus group studies with consumers across the country to really see what's sticking in their mind. Um, and then we relay a lot of that information. We tabulate it. We relay it back. Um, to our brands, to our customers, to ensure that they know what's going on in the market, they know what's trending, what's you know, which way is the consumer moving, and and what's currently on the top of their mind. Right. So you also have a technology called the slow technology, which you know we uh, those in the industry would call the sustained release technology. So is this proprietary uh, for you when it comes to nutraceuticals and? One allied question, which is, uh, if it's for a particular product, does this technology work across products, or you know, uh, does it um, affect the way things are probably absorbed in the body, or is it is it you know sort of dependent on all of these factors? Could you just explain how the slow technology works? So the slow technology, we've got a number of different technologies in slow. Um, some of them have to do with delayed release, sustained release, time release, extended release. Um, these are all different technologies and codings that we've developed internally. So it is part of our intellectual property and uh, knowledge that uh, you know, we have developed over a period of maybe the last couple of decades. Uh, the technology in itself is superior due to a number of different factors and simple. Imagine most people, including myself, I take my nutraceuticals every morning. right? And in the morning, when I take my nutraceuticals, within probably an hour of taking them, all the nutrients get absorbed by my body. So I get this heavy dose of of dietary supplements in the morning. By the evening, my body has already run out of its vitamins and the nutrients that it needs. Now, what slow does, it effectively enables the products to be extended, released over a period of time. So essentially, rather than giving your body a one large dose of supplements in the morning, 
what you do is it gradually releases over a period of six to eight hours. And so your body has gotten, you know, nutrition right through your active day. And that's really the benefit of slow. Right. And this can be used, you know, across the different products. This can be used across all the different products that we do. We need to obviously do some internal trials, but we've been successful in leveraging this technology for almost every ingredient that any brand has approached us with. Right, right. And um, you've also said now you, you know, you're part of several stories in that sense since you provide the capsule. So are you coming out with your own labels? Will we be seeing more of that? Uh, you know, it's a very tricky question, Jyoti, because uh, we, we, you know, today, the space that we're operating in and the number of brands that we're work, working with, you know, I don't think it's fair to them if we launch our own B2C range of products. But what, what we are doing instead is we're actually investing in a lot of these brands. So I'm making personal investments in, in a lot of these brands and helping them co-create their line of products. And there's a lot of joy. I get almost the same amount of joy watching all our customers succeed, you know, and grow in the marketplace because of all the development and the technology that we've been able to provide to them. So I'm kind of living my dream through them, uh, put it that way. Right. Uh, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm quite enjoying doing that. So at the moment, no plans, but, uh, you know, you never know, uh, maybe a few years down the line. Correct. Never say never. Yes. Uh, but you you were doing work with Zomato, if I'm not mistaken. What is that about? So we, we actually launched an entire range of supplements with Zomato as well. Um, Zomato actually initially put it, but then with the IPO that was coming up, I think one of the, 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 the board decisions they took was to, to back out of all new startup ventures and the whole nutraceutical space was one of their startup ventures. What they were looking at essentially, and I think that's really where the whole industry is headed, is having um, a battery of nutritionists. And as people sign up for their annual Zomato sort of subscription, they, what they were gonna include is a free blood test. Um, from this blood test um, that, you know, that they would, what, that they, would do, um, they would take that information and speak to the consumers and actually prescribe them through their nutritionists a certain set of supplements that they should be taking on a daily basis. I think that was the whole general concept that they came to, that they wanted to sort of unfold and sell everything through the application. But ultimately, what they said is that they're going to they're gonna take a little bit of a backseat on that project. They're going to return back to it uh, post-IPO, and, and there are some discussions which are on. Right, right. That's interesting. So everybody literally is getting back into the health and wellness space one way or the other. So, you know, Joseph, one of the big shifts that I'm seeing, and these are, these are facts. I mean, when COVID hit, you know, obviously health and wellness was on the top of everyone's mind. Of course, immunity was like the big buzzword of the day for the last almost, you know, 12 to 18 months where everyone was talking about how do I improve my immunity? How do I lose weight? How do I stay in shape? How do I, you know, ensure that my health is, you know, constantly in check? Um, and we saw what adverse effects that COVID could do to you as a result of people not looking after their health. Um, we have seen 900 new startups in the whole dietary supplement and nutraceutical space ever since COVID hit. And that's phenomenal to see 900 new startups in the space. And each startup has got its own focus. So some are focused on, you know, mental health, some are focused on heart, some are focused on eyes, some are focused on, you know, your brain and brain health. Um, it's, 
it's phenomenal. Um, you know, the kind of, you know, discussions we've been having with different brands and, and the shift that's happening is that they are beginning to repurpose dietary supplements and nutraceuticals in a way that they're selling a lifestyle to people. This is not something that's been prescribed to you by a doctor. This is not harmful for you. These are completely natural ingredients that empower you, that empower your health, that give your body the, the, the right set of nutrients that it needs. Um, and that's and 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 they and if you see a lot of the new startup brands, and if you look at their packaging, if you look at their communication, if you look at the the way they market their products and distribute their products, is very different from the way the traditional nutraceutical market or Ayurvedic market in India was working. So you know, if I take a brand like Becasules, which has been around, you know, Pfizer launched that years. That's a basic multivitamin. Or you take a Zincovit, for example you know, which has been around for years. It's been around for generations. But it's it's still in a very medicinal form. Where if you, look, if you look at slow, or if you look at fast enough, you look at Plix and you look at all these young challenger brands, you know, today they're, if they're packaging, um, you know, the communication on the packaging, you know, it's all about selling you a lifestyle, right? And I think COVID, you know, made people really refocus on the health and take their health into their own hands. And, uh, and I think that's really the emergence of, you know, the dietary supplement and nutraceutical space here in India, because we've seen exponential growth um, in this space over the last two and a half years. And I think we just happened to be and start advantage at the right, just being in the right place at the right time. Absolutely. It's just in time in that sense. And 900 is a whopping number. You're right there, uh, you know. And taking on the Bakersfields of the world, they are like the biggies of the uh, of the uh, multivitamin space. So it's interesting to see how that's going to pan out. Um, according to you know the industry data, nutraceuticals is growing globally by about what some close to nine percent, tip to touch five eighty billion in three years as twenty twenty five. Now for you, you said you have global uh, clients and it's, you know you operate in the global market space. So just uh, how, how do all these um, you know, supply chain uncertainties and all of that, how do you keep that under control? And what is the kind of interest both in the local and the global market? Yeah. So we, um, you know, we've been very successful in building a platform here in India. Um, and working with us, you know, like I said, a number of different brands, helping them conceptualize products right to commercialization. Um, and this has been obviously, uh, um, I think a large part of our success is driven because we're close to the market and we understand what the end consumer and end consumer trends are. If we want to be, and I've always wanted to build a global brand. Um, that's, that's definitely, that was one of the, you know, purposes around Vantage to me to take it global and take it global extremely fast. Um, for that purpose, I think we need to be local in all the large um, markets where nutraceuticals are consumed, predominantly Europe, America, South America. And for that reason, we're already setting up facilities in all these different locations. Um, the idea is that by being closer to the market, being closer to the consumer, we can really map trends. We can really stay you know, close in touch with what's actually changing on the ground. And in this space, you know, time is everything. Um, you know, and, and, and understanding and picking up trends earlier in the process um, is, is really, is, you know, it, it's really beneficial. Um, and for Vantage to be in that position will be, will make us, you know, will put us in a very strategic sort of position to partner with all our customers. 
Um, and I'll give you an example. In India, people were sitting, and, and I don't think we realized, but it's a trend that we picked up and we actually worked with the brand and launched a product which became extremely successful. But in India, as people were working from home, um, a lot of their exercise and, you know, when they would be in office and walking around all the time, uh, what we found is people were eating good home food, you know, cooked at home, um, sitting in front of their computers, uh, and everyone started putting on weight. Suddenly, we saw this trend and everyone started popping L-carnitine uh, capsules. So we actually work with a brand in curating an L-carnitine product. And, uh, you know, for a period of about four months, um, they were completely sold out for four to six months, completely sold out till things started opening up again and people started going out. So it's about being able to pick up on these trends, you know, and leverage these trends and curate products and, and conceptualize products with brands that they can actually launch and, you know, you know, capitalize on these opportunities. Right. And from what I understand, all this production, so you're taking production centers closer, but you're also low on waste. And that's the other big, uh, you know, uh, positive here in that sense, because everyone's also uh, worried about your carbon footprint and all, you know, and, and the waste you're going to leave behind with the whole production process. But uh, this this is also a low waste uh, process. Absolutely. There's almost zero waste in our process. Um, so that's, that's one uh, great aspect about the technology. Um, and, you know, as far as sustainability in any case goes, uh, as I think as an organization, we're very committed towards all the things that we're doing around sustainability. So, you know, we have uh, goals and targets that we've set for ourselves and even businesses that we would like to invest in, not invest in, um, so that we can ensure that we, whatever we do and whatever, you know, business we undertake, we do it in a sustainable manner. And that brings me to my last question, Karan. So as, you know, people are taking more supplements for stress, anxiety, memory, immunity, and all of that. How do you see the industry evolving? I mean, in India, for instance, we don't have an OTC policy yet. So, you know, sometimes it could be, could people overdo these, uh, the self-medication? So how do you see the industry evolving and what needs to be brought in? I see a number of different trends. So one of the good things about nutraceutical is Overdosing yourself and over medic medicating yourself is, you know, since these products are natural and they come directly from the environment, the chances of you having an overdose of anything is quite uh, low. Secondly, I see the adoption only increasing substantially. I think everyone today wants to take their health into their own hands. And I think with the accessibility that they've got today and the fact that there's so much literature and information available online for people to pick and choose the kind of products that suits their bodily needs. Uh, I do believe that people will have um, sort of their own little set of nutraceuticals that they would, or supplements that they would take on a daily basis. I also believe that with the rise of uh, uh, medical technology in the, in the form of wearables, with the, with the rise of diagnostic clinics, with the rise of, you know, home blood tests and, you know, other avenues of people and almost, you know, people being able to monitor their health directly on their smartphones, I do believe that there will be a shift over time towards more personalized um, supplements and uh, nutraceuticals. And I do believe that people will, you know, they will eventually shift to their own sort of concoction of their own formula that works best for them. And no two people are exactly the same. Their bodies aren't built the same. And I think everyone will gradually shift towards having their own sort of unique formula. 
that's what I do believe. So personalized nutrition is on the rise. We're seeing it in the West and uh, we're going to be seeing it in India. But I think adoption continues. And I think from a regulatory point of view, I think the FSSAI is going to have to look at this and they're going to have to sort of streamline regulations to be able to adopt some of the shifts that are happening, you know, on the consumer side of things and, and the demands of the end consumer. Right. Absolutely. So we'll keep a watch on this space and what more comes out of the capsule in that sense. So with that, we come to an end of this interaction uh, from the business line team and myself. Thank you so much, Karan, for your insights. Thank you. Thank you, Jyoti. It's been a pleasure uh, being here and speaking to you and sharing sort of my view around the whole nutraceutical and dietary supplement space. Thank you for having me. Thank you.